Hey guys, this is Kyle and Lauren with Steadfast Marriage Podcast. Listen, we want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Would you do us a favor and share this podcast on your social platform? Lauren and I want to get this content into as many homes as possible. And our promise to you is that all conversation will be Christ-centered and authentic as we talk all things marriage, parenting, and personal finances. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Steadfast Marriage Podcast. This is Kyle. I'm here with my lovely bride, Lauren. And man, it feels good to be back with you guys, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. We had to take a little time off. We were, we were up against a pretty big transition in our, in our personal life. For the better part of six to seven months, we had been on the house hunt. And if you have been on planet Earth for anything longer than a day, you know that the housing market is absolutely insane. And so we ended up doing what I said, what, that we weren't going to do, which was buy a house in the holidays. If you know me, Christmas is where it's at. I am all things Christmas starting really (laughs) on October 31st, which is Lauren's birthday. So uh, we looked for six or seven months after five or six times of being outbid by I think each time $50,000 cash, right? Mm -hmm. Above asking price, which makes you feel like you are never going to be able to buy a house in this market. Uh, The Lord opened up a way and um, we were able to sell our house and close on our new home nine days before Christmas. And so then you've got the mad dash. And it was under asking price. And that's it. That's it. I can't can't leave that out. So we paid under asking price, which is a huge blessing. Under asking and that is uncommon, right? That is yeah. not something that you hear uh, in today's. In fact, our realtor and any other realtor will tell you, uh, if you come in even at asking price, you're going to be put at the the bottom of the pile because everybody nowadays, for whatever reason, given the market, is going in well above asking. So uh, this house had been on the market for a number of months, had been under contract, fell through, and it I, I like to say that the Lord was holding the house for us for just the right time. Yeah. Right? So really a little did. crazy. Um, man, I got sick, right? Yeah, that's right. So Kyle was very sick one afternoon on a Saturday. We were watching a Gator game. Go Gators. Yep, yep. And all of a sudden, he just spiked a 104 fever. And we were, of course, thinking the worst, thought it might be COVID. We didn't actually know. Um, we only had the baby home at the time. And so I had to keep the baby away from him, keep coming back, check on him. We're, we're, we're talking we're talking really sick, though. We're not really like, sick, shaking, not couldn't even speak. There not was not point, a man cold. We're not talking a man no, cold, guys. I admit this was not a man cold, okay? He does get those, <laughs> ladies. I know. You feel me? But this one was not that. He truly was sick. He was shaking. He couldn't even speak to me. I would ask him questions. We had to prepare that he wasn't going to be at our church service the next day, so we were trying to get things in place for people to cover for him on certain things, and he couldn't even tell me the names of the people he was on the team with or what he did yeah, and, yeah. and who he needed me to contact. And it was really, really unnerving. Um, we had a couple of really close friends praying for him and our family. And I just covered him in anointing oil and we were just praying the walls down. Yeah. Um, and from 3.30 to 5.30, this happened. And after 5.30, it the broke. fever broke. Yep. 
and he had not one symptom left. In fact, I can, I, and I recall this, guys, we're talking like trembling so hard, I'm mumbling out loud because my body's shaking, uh, vomiting in the bathroom without going into too much detail. Obviously, Lawrence had 104 fever. We're talking very, very sick. Never underestimate the power of a praying wife. I remember her coming over uh, two or three times and praying over me. Um, our, our lead pastor and his wife prayed over. And I remember a, a very tangible point when um, when she was praying. And I told Lauren, and all I could do was cry because I knew in that moment, my spirit knew that I had just experienced a healing. All I could say was, babe, I'm good. I'm telling you I'm good. I, I know I don't look it right now, but I'm good. I know it broke. Whatever it was, mm. it broke. Yeah, that was the first thing you could actually speak because you weren't talking at all. Yeah. I mean, you were literally just looking at me and mumbling, yeah. and I couldn't understand you. And um, and he just kept saying, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I know death was at our doorstep, and, but I'm good. Yeah. And I, it was the most bizarre thing because when you have a virus or mm. any sort, yeah. you have some sort of sniffle, cough, something yeah. with it. You had nothing, yeah. and you had nothing after that. It was just this most ridiculous spike of fever, shaking, chills, everything. You were sick, sick, sick in that moment. And, and you. so we know that yeah. was the Lord's healing completely. Yeah. We know you were healed. I truly believe it was COVID. But all of the tests said negative, every yeah. single test after that. Yeah. But you tested yeah. after you were healed. Yeah. Yeah. So I truly believe that. But anyway, that's, you know, we're going listen, off we into teach, the weeds. We, yeah, we are. But <laughs> I, I say that to say, listen, we, we love the Lord. We teach on healing. Yeah. In my life, personally, I've seen people here. I've never experienced personally a healing like that. I will shout it from the rooftops because a healing I, in a moment like that. I think we moment. both experienced it physical healing over time, over time you yeah, know, yeah. things like that. But in a moment yeah. where it was so tangibly there yeah, yeah. and then it was gone. Yeah, yeah. We that was, you know, the, so that was quite the experience um, for the, us. The power and a fervent desperate prayer. Yeah. Right. It's amen. good stuff. So, hey, listen, we want to uh, really jump right into uh, our, our new episode with you guys. And it's titled this, Being Comfortable, How to Be Comfortable Being a Different uh, different Couple. How to Be Comfortable Being a Different Couple. And Lauren came home one night and <laughs> like she does, she comes and says, I have an idea for our next <laughs> podcast episode. So I'm going to let her share it with you. Yeah, I was just, um, I think I was out running an errand and I had this song on. Many of you probably know it. And no, we don't own the copyrights to the no, song. No. I don't know how that works if <laughs> yeah. we have to tell you that or not, but clearly we don't. Um, but it's, uh, it is called Different by Micah Taylor. Micah Tyler. Oh, sorry. See, I can't even get his name right. <laughs> Micah Tyler. I'm reading too. So <laughs> it's late. It's late. <laughs> Anyway. Micah Tyler, the song is different. It is a great I'm sorry, song. Micah. It truly is a great <laughs> song. But she comes in and she says, I have an idea. I have an idea for the next podcast. And she's even telling me to stop this podcast right now. We're not doing it, okay? <laughs> We're not. There's no retakes here. Oh, one right, and but, done. But okay, tell, anyway, them, tell them the heart behind it. I'm sorry. I digress. Okay, so we... I was just sitting there and I was listening to this song and I, and I thought of it from a marriage perspective. How can we be different? The song talks about, I want to, I want to be less of me and more of you, you know, more of the Lord shining so bright. The whole world can see there's something different in me is the part of his lyrics. And, um, and I just thought of that from a couple's perspective. What if you were a united front together and you were able to say, 
we're comfortable being that different couple, meaning we're going to stand for what we believe in and we're going to do things differently than they've ever been done before, maybe within our our family's past, Mm -hmm. um, maybe just different around the people that you're constantly with and what's expected of you or what society says. Um, So it just kind of, it got my heart stirring. I think sometimes the Lord just speaks to me through songs and, and that's where it came from. We encourage you to go listen to it and, and look through the lens of, of you know, an individual, but also as a couple. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to give you a, a number of practical tips for you and your spouse, okay? And listen, in no particular order, there's not, hey, this is the most important, this is the least. Just things that as we as we thought, okay, how, how can we unpack this? How can we relate to our listeners? Um, things that they can take away to instill into their marriage, into their life, to be different, to be countercultural, right? We don't want to go with the flow. We want people to see Jesus Christ in us. We want people to see something different. And the first thing I think is this, and it may be very simple. If you have kids, you know it, okay? But to eliminate the comparison trap. Right, we did youth ministry for a number of years. We we t- we have a ten year old right now. Good Lord, I I can't even believe I just said that. But <laughs> being on social media is a real thing, and, and and the comparison trap is a real thing, whether you know it or not. Whether you are, you can physically speak the words. Well, I know I'm comparing myself to this person, or it's just a subconscious thought in your life. For instance, Lauren and I are doing a marriage podcast right now. We're dealing with ministries and marriage and relationship. There are many ministries across the globe that deal with this. And I would go on to say probably knocking it out of the park, doing much better than we ever would. But we we can't control that. We can only be obedient and walk out what we feel God has called us to do. But the second we we get on the Facebook or we get on Instagram or we get on the TV and we look at what other people are doing and we begin to compare to that, what we do is we we begin to disqualify ourselves or we, we get in a habit of negative self-speak, right? Mm-hmm. And so rather than uh, walking in joy and a confidence for what the Lord has asked us to do as a couple, right, right. now we're automatically disqualifying, and there's two, well, not to go too preachy here, but there's two things wrong with that. One, you're disqualifying yourself, but second, you're making it about you and your spouse, and it's not about you and your spouse. It's about what God can do through you and your spouse. So it's never about us. It's always just us being a willing vessel, but the comparison trap is a very dangerous trap. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. Second thing is this, make room for what the Lord wants to do in your life. Make room for what he wants to do in your life. And here's here's what we mean by that, okay? We often have preconceived notions, and Lauren kind of talked about it earlier, right? We, we, we have this preconceived notion of what it needs to look like, what we think it should look like, or God, you know, I, I think if you're going to use me here, this is how it has to be done because I've always seen it done this way. Maybe God's calling you and your, your husband to do something that is completely new, never been done before in, in the sphere of your, your influence, right? Yeah. Well, and the other side I look at is eliminating the what that, what has been in the past yeah. sorry that yeah. was yeah, that yeah. came out a little jumbled but i'm just thinking you know you, we're all raised and we grew up a certain way yeah. two people coming together in a united marriage right yeah. you are 
bringing two pasts together mm-hmm. and then you're trying to almost recreate it but you you're not supposed to mm-hmm. in a way you know like stopping i don't want to call it a generational curse but you know if you've brought some negative things from your growing up past obviously I'm you haven't i'm just using no, it yeah. as an example yeah, yeah. and and if i've brought something to the table that way well then that's how you have that negative spin on your then family life and it continues the cycle like that so in a way, if you're able to just sit there and say, okay, we address these things and this is what we grew up as, but we know the Lord's calling us to do this and it might look different. Mm -hmm. Neither one of our families were homeschooled, but yet here we are making the choice to homeschool our children. And that was new for us. It was a new spin these last few years, but I know that that was something that no one told us we could or couldn't do it. It was just that feeling of, Mm. is this the right thing? to do it had never been done before but the lord was calling us to do that with our children so maybe something from the past that we've learned and you know bringing together into our marriage is not what we need to be doing we need to be you know changing the path changing the way yep yep so getting getting rid of the preconceived notion right getting rid of the hey it's never been done this way getting rid of of that but also we talk about making room for you know for what the lord wants to do How, how do you do that to Lauren's point, be willing to remove something that needs to be removed, be willing to do something maybe that never has been done, but seek the Lord for his for his will, right? How, how do you seek the Lord? I mean, you get on your knees and pray, God, what do you want? What do you want for my life? What do you want for us to accomplish as, as a, a couple? How can we bring your name to the forefront and, and, and what, what is it that you want to do through us? And that's how you make room. You're saying, I'm willing, God, to surrender all of my, um, my preconceived notions, the past, what I think should be or should not be. And I'm giving it to you and I'm asking you to, you, you draw, you show me the roadmap here. Next, next thing is this is, um, and I don't think this can go, um, uh, without stating, be hyper focused on loving, serving, and giving to other couples in, in your sphere of influence. That is countercultural, right? Culture says what? To be, be concerned with numero uno, be concerned with uh, me, myself, and I. You get yours, you do you, you know, as long as your family's taken care of, right? And, and I will even go a little bit further and may even step on toes. I'm talking about going past the superficial. Uh, on the outside, hey, I care about you. How are you guys doing? If there's anything we can do to help, let me know. I'm talking about step out, really get involved in people's life, really take an interest in loving people, really take an interest in serving other families, giving to other families when it's not required. Listen, at the end of the day, that's 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 the the heart of who Jesus was, right? Scripture says that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. John 3, 16, many of you know it says, for God so loved the world that he gave. So at the very essence of who God is, he's a giver. He He came to serve. He's a giver. That When you and I operate in that, when when we are, are, are um, carrying out that in our day-to-day life, we are reflecting the heart of the Father. That is counterculture. If we had that stuff plastered all over Fox, CNN, MSNBC, ABC News, our world would be drastically different. 
Right. Yeah. So it's it's very very critical to be someone who takes a genuine interest in in loving serving. And you can even pray on that too. Yep. I mean, you can pray, Lord, show me who who is needing you this week. Who is needing a touch from you? Use me to yeah. reach. Uh, another family that's hurting that I don't even know they're hurting. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to know their situation for yeah. the Lord to speak through you or to uh, ha- put them on your heart and you call them that day or you just send them a note or you send them dinner. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you've got to do. But being different. And the other, um, the other thing I want to talk about would be when you're out with your other couples or when you're just connecting and with other couples – Maybe there are things that you just don't stand for, and yeah. it's okay to stand that ground. It's okay to be different. <laughs> yeah, it, it's okay to be different, but it's okay to stand that ground, and it doesn't have to be in a negative way. I, I will say that we, an example for us is yeah. we do not drink alcohol, yeah. and that is very different for a lot of people our age yeah. with families. You know, we're meeting a lot of, you know, our kids are in sports. We're meeting a lot of other parents who are in involved in sports, yeah. and they are not believers, yeah. and they, you know, they – do drink and it's you know, but we have gone to these yeah. these sports parties and we have just hung yeah. out and had fun with them and we didn't have to drink and yeah. we didn't have to compromise what we felt was right we we didn't and that sounds so young no, and immature no. I, I don't mean it in that way I just that was an example that we are a very different couple in that regard and when and to that point when you are different when you are countercultural it opens doors to conversations it right? really does so people. One, why is it? Why do you do you mind me asking? No one's you know no one's barked down. No one's laughed at us or made fun of us. That's it's not what it's well, about. We don't but, care about that. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's the hey, can can I ask why you guys as a family? And and then it's an open door, right? Then it's an open door to talk about your faith. Then it's an yeah. open door to talk or, about your relationship with the Lord. Or you, we have kids and we don't allow them to go on a Sunday if they're going to miss church. We we don't have them miss church for a sporting event, and they know it all up front. Everybody we've we've mentioned to we say, listen, Sunday is church day if, if it's after church we're happy to come but we yeah. cannot come if it's church and a lot of people don't understand it but <laughs> we don't care yeah. i mean we have to do what we know is right and what the lord's calling us to do so that's what we're talking about with being different allowing yourself to be who you are as a couple and that's also a way to speak to your children if you have children um is to speak without saying anything right you're just yeah. doing it by example you're how you live you're your life living your life in a way that is honoring the lord Lord, and you're just letting him lead you and you're okay being different. What do yeah. we want our kids to all feel comfortable with? Being who they being are. Who they are yeah. Well, yeah. we have to start that first. We have to show them that we're comfortable in who we are and the decisions we make as a family, as a couple, and um, and walking forward in that and boldness. And not in a boldness that's in people's faces, yeah. but is it a boldness that just says, it doesn't bother me if you disagree with what I feel. It's a confidence that comes from knowing who you are in Christ. Right. right? Well, and it's only coming from the Lord. I mean, that's what it comes yeah. down to is you're confident in those decisions because you're knowing that that's what the Lord has asked you to do. And he just gives you that strength to yeah. be confident in that. Yeah. The title of today's episode was How to Be Comfortable Being a Different Couple. Right. And, and, and it becomes very easy when this thought comes into focus right here. When you and your spouse have a true heart in pursuit of Jesus being seen through you, of Jesus being seen through you in your home and your extended families, of, of him being seen through you in the workplace, um, 
every aspect of your life, if your if your true heart's desire is, God, I want someone to see you today by my actions, by how I respond in conflict, by how I serve when it doesn't make sense, by by not allowing yourselves to be stuck in a pattern of endless pursuit of chasing worldly things, money and 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 clothes and all the stuff that listen we can't take with us anyways, right? Um, Lauren talked about being stuck in a pattern of what was, what you grew up with, or or being shackled to your past pattern that has always been in your family. God, it doesn't matter. All of that breaks at the name of Jesus. I want people to see you and and you be glorified in my life. And if that is your heart's desire, you will be one. You'll be comfortable in this. You'll have a confidence in this, but you will will be a different couple. You will be a counter-cultural couple that will reflect the light of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We look forward to being with you on the next episode. God bless.